22 रेडियो और रेडियो रमजम सुन रहे हैं आप गपशप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ी में बाद दोपहर के दो कप के बज चुके और आज के प्रोग्राम को शुरू करने से पहले आपको बता दें कि मौसम वैसा ही है जैसा कल भी था और कल भी रहेगा कल हमारे प्रोग्राम में एक गुप्पी जी आए और उन्होंने कहा कि ग्यारह जुलाई गुरु हरकिशन देव जी का शहीदी दिवस भी है जबकि उन्होंने लोगों की मदद करते हुए अपनी जान दी सो so, 11 जुलाई इमामत दे भी है तो हमने सोचा इन दोनों दिनों को आज मनाते हैं और आप सब से ये भी दरख्वास्त करते हैं कि अगर आप दे सकें तो ज़रूर अपनी तरफ से कुछ दान बीसी चिल्ड्रंस हॉस्पिटल को भी दें आ, उसके लिए कार्यक्रम में आपके लिए हम और जानकारी देते रहेंगे और आज प्रोग्राम की शुरुआत करते हुए आपको बता दें हमारे साथ द वन एंड ओनली नफीसा मेरली है नफीसा विशिंग यू है वेरी हैप्पी इमामत डे ओह थैंक यू सुषमा जी इट्स succeeded his grandfather yes it was july 11 so today is a really big day for our jamaat and our institutions and for hajimam's leadership and making significant contributions to the society where we live so to all the smiley um listeners i wish them imamat de mubarak as well thank you lovely and you know the hazir imam has his his organization his his uh, spirituality touches the entire world and he has done work for the entire world people who are in different parts of the world uh, the ismaili community goes out of their way to help them so yes everybody in the world is celebrating his 66th imamat day um in today's program uh, nafisa i was thinking you know i was talking about the heat heat and heat um yes. l- let's just briefly touch about that and then there's another very important thing that's happened and we talked about that in our morning show and that was um now you the pharmacists can write prescriptions as well people don't have to run to the doctor to get a prescription filled <laughs> that's right so sushma ji let's talk about that that's exciting news It is it is it is so uh, should we talk about that first or should we talk about the heat let's talk about the heat especially <laughs> last week was torturous yes and it's going to be continuing like that for the uh, next couple of weeks i think and yeah so we're going to have these i think you know this week it says you know we're in the mid 20s mm. but i think in vancouver we cannot really handle temperatures above you know 28 29 and we're not equipped with ac in uh, vancouver right most mm. of our homes mm. don't have ac i don't have ac mm. about one of those portable units yes so there are lots of things especially with the seniors that we need to talk about when we get these spikes in our heat like we did last week right um because it's it, it's unbearable and actually there's consequences other than being not comfortable mhm So yeah for the seniors probably it is most difficult and there are a lot of things related to that i do remember when we had the heat dome over 200 people passed away yes they had a lot of issues and i just i want to talk about like i just so that everybody knows what are heat related illnesses yes and why that's important okay so the thing is that too much heat is harmful because it basically your body is gaining heat faster than it can cool itself down mm. we don't have that thermostat so it can always be prevented though 
So like a, a healthy human body temperature, what, what is that, Sushmaji? It's 37 degrees, right? Yes. So, you know, they say you have a fever when it's over 37, or when you're in the heat, when your body temperature rises, heat is released through, your body just has increased blood flow to the mm. skin, mm. and so you start to sweat. Yes. And the sweating allows your body to cool down and return to a normal temperature. Mm. However, being in a hot environment can make your body temperature go up. Mm-hmm. And these are areas like inside a car, in a tent on a hot day, upper floors of the house, and of course, like a hot tub, a sauna. This is also very important for people that work in construction, mm. people that work in kitchens, because they're already in a very hot environment. Mm. And when a heat-related illness occurs, it's because your body cannot recover properly to cool itself down. So that's just to give people sort of the an outline of what a heat-related illness is. Mm. And just wanted to talk about some of the symptoms people may feel. Okay, and, and also what they should do um, when they are... Uh, you know, in, in that sort of a job or sitting at home or if you're an older person. So let's just get the, uh, as you mentioned, uh, what are the, okay. the signs of it yeah. and then the resolution. Okay, so most people will, you know, get the pale, cool and moist skin. Some people will get heavy sweating. One of the things to watch for is muscle cramps. Some people will break out in a rash. Oh. Some people, uh, yeah. Some people will get swelling on their hands and feet. Mm. And, you know, we all get swelling, right, sometimes, but it's too much heat is what causes that sometimes. Okay. Fatigue and weakness, mm-hmm. dizziness and or fainting. People get headaches. Right. Um, and some people get nausea and vomiting. Right. And, of course, you know, urine, when your urine is not uh, yellow, like pale yellow, mm. It's not a good thing. So they get either reduced urine or urine that is very dark. Mm. Increased heart rate and rapid shallow breathing. And some people, and this is this is when it's serious, they start to experience a fever. So, so their body temperature goes above 39. Okay, so uh, Nafisa, when this is happening, uh, what is really happening to, is it due to our heart? Or is it due to our lungs? What is getting affected the most? It's a combination of things, Sushmaji. So it's basically the body's inability to cool down by increasing the blood flow and sweating. So your your body's thermostat, I guess, is not working properly. Ah, okay. Okay. So, and some people will experience unusual confusion and mm. sort of get kind of disoriented. Mm. So... I think we always have to be aware, especially when visiting a senior or an, a friend that we know, if they seem confused or less alert, that's a sign that, you know, they've been exposed to too much heat. Mm. And then, of course, red, hot, dry skin. Mm. Um, that usually happens in the late stage of a heat stroke, and I'll talk about some of the things. Mm. Uh, and then seizures, and sometimes people get unconscious. And And when a person gets unconscious... Is it, have you seen younger people getting unconscious or have you seen older people getting unconscious? So that depends. Younger people uh, get unconscious, especially if they're doing physical activity Mm. um, at at a large 
scale. Like, you know, if they're doing a walk, like if they're running a few kilometers, it can happen a lot to younger people. Mm. But of course, our seniors are the most vulnerable. Right. Right. Because they may not be com- compensate for the heat stress efficiently and they're less likely to sense and respond to the high temperatures. Mm-hmm. So we need to encourage them to make sure that they're constantly drinking water. And we also need to make sure that if we have a senior at home, that not only are they drinking water, but, you know, if we have a basement in the house, maybe move them into the basement. If we have fans in the house, you know, use those fans. Um, somehow cool them down. Now, you mentioned that, you know, um, houses get hotter and we've never needed air conditioning because we used to get just two months of heat and the rest 10 months we had rain. But the the weather has drastically changed. I do remember that in the summertime we would have three days of good sun and then two days of rain after that, for sure, for sure. <laughs> That's right, Sushmaji. So this is what is called climate change. <laughs> I have I have another resolution. Sadna and I were talking about this. And okay. we both came to the conclusion that our son is going through menopause. <laughs> I like that explanation. Because our son is now in its middle ages, right? So it's yes. going through menopause and it's going to go through menopause for at least 400 years. Oh my gosh, maybe that's right. <laughs> so I'll have to go along with your theory in this instance. Because <laughs> well, it's a happy theory. <laughs> it's not so serious that, you know, this is what's going to be like progressing <laughs> with the climate change. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so <laughs> now you said uh, take people down to the uh, basement because basements are usually cooler because heat yes. rises, right? Yes, that's right. So... Like, for I'll just use my house as an example. Our yes. upper floors are awful, Sushmaji. Right. We try not to go there until we have to sleep. And I have one of those portable units uh, from Costco, and I turn them on. Yes. Um, because I don't have AC in my house either. Right. But if I go into the basement, it's actually fairly reasonably cool. Mm. So, yeah. So I think, you know, people that have basements, that's one option. And then, of course, you know, trying to move them to a cooler place in the house, whichever that may be for that that particular home. And then one of the ways we can help people is lower the person's uh, temperature by giving, you know, putting on Sunday kapre and, you know, a cool bath. Mm. But it's not a good idea if someone has, if they're going through a heat stroke. Mm. So heat stroke is defined as high body temperature, the hot, dry skin. Mm in a really strong pulse, headache, dizziness, nausea, confusion, and they're trying to pass out, we need to call 911. We can just move them to a cooler space, but do not give them anything to drink at that point. Oh, okay. So don't try to feed them water if they're having a heat stroke. Okay, so here is another question. Some people in the wintertime use a hot water bottle. In the, in the, and in the, uh, in the summertime, can they uh, freeze water in that hot water bottle and keep that with them to keep them cool as they're sleeping? You know, Sushmaji, you're a genius. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea. You know, just take, uh, even take regular water bottle. Yes. And put a few in the freezer. Yes. 
and you know leave it in your bed you know it'll help you cool you down leave it you know carry it with you it'll just help relieve some of that uncomfortableness that you're feeling there you go now at least you will also be using that right yes absolutely and i remember you every time i do that <laughs> let's take a short commercial break and i want to come back and ask you some other things that we can do what are the type of drinks we can have that will cool us down so in india you know people have chach you know or they would have yes. lassi so i'll ask you some questions about that as well but let's take a short break and we'll be right back all right thank you स्पाइस रेडियो रेडियो रूम जम सुन रहे हैं आप गपशप का प्रोग्राम है मंगलवार का दिन है नफीसा मेरे लिए हमारे साथ हैं एंड वी आर बैक नफीसा वेलकम बैक इनटू द प्रोग्राम थैंक यू सो वी वर टॉकिंग अबाउट हीट एंड एवरीबॉडी इज गोइंग थ्रू दैट वी आल्सो टॉक्ड अबाउट यू नो लॉन्ग टाइम अगो वी यूज टू गेट सम रेन एंड वेन इट स्टार्टेड रेन इन ऑगस्ट वी न्यू इट वॉज पी एन ई टाइम दैट्स वाई इट्स रेन but now the we are right going, and the donuts that's right now we are going through some heat waves so in india when people are um during the hot summer time people drink a lot of lassi and chach can we talk about some drinks that people should take which will cool them down so fishmaji i'm just going to say the best thing is drinking water okay but if you don't like water mm. then I think the other thing is if you're losing a lot like if you're sweating a lot mm. then you need to need to replace some of your electrolytes. Okay, electrolytes. So there are drinks like Gatorade, Hydrolate that you can have and this is really important for people that are doing any type of sport mm-hmm. and even for our seniors, you know, to have at least a few sips of it as mm. they go along during the day. Right. Um the one thing that is not uh a drink to cool you mm. is alcohol. Oh, alcohol. alcohol dehydrates your body. Oh I know. You know, Sushmaji, I don't take a glass of wine, a nice cold one if I want it. Yes. On a hot day, but actually it's more dehydrating for your body. Okay, so not so to do that. So you want to drink, yeah, don't do that. Hmm. Okay. If you do that, you substitute with at least an extra two glasses of water. All right. Now, drinking water is so that when we are sweating and we are getting, you know, all our water from our body going out, that we are replenishing ourselves. Yes. So basically, you're replenishing the water you're losing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think most of us can replenish it unless we drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need to. It's hard to drink water if you don't have that habit. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in that habit, then at least keep a nice cold glass of water next to you or. you know any type of like gatorade or anything that that appeals to you even the chas mm. and and take a sip at a time right like sip through the whole day like every few minutes take a sip because at least you're getting some fluid into your body right that makes lot and, of sense you know i talked about the pee right mm. if it's dark it means you're not drinking enough and when when uh, and i'm just going to another tangent but it's related to pee when a person's pee gets a little darker uh they should be very careful because it shows that they're not drinking enough water could they because of that get um you know uh urine infection absolutely absolutely okay. you know most people that get utis like urinary tract infections usually have very poor water intake 
I mean, when we tell people if they have a UTI, they suspect you know when they have a burning sensation when they go to the bathroom on a tangent again. Right. But we tell them drink you know lots of water so they can flush any bacteria out. But now you're actually not drinking enough water, so the bacteria actually are concentrated right. and they can multiply. Okay. Now, what sort of medication, if person is taking some certain medication, can they be um, on the danger list of getting a heat wave or um, they can be sick when yes. it's too hot? So remember how we talked about seniors? Yes. So a lot of seniors especially, they take certain medications. Uh, one of them is called beta blockers. Okay. And beta blockers are things like metoprolol, bisoprolol, anything that ends in a LOL. Mm. They're used for heart conditions, mm -hmm. for treating high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, Sushmaji, a lot of people are on these medications. Yes. But these medications impair your body's ability to cool itself. Aha. And so they're at higher risk. And then people that take antihistamine, right, um, that also makes you more dehydrated. Now, we know that people take allergy pills, right? Yes, I do. And and I think it's more. this is more the traditional ones, the Benadryl and the diphenhydramine. Right. But we should be mindful with all antihistamines. Yeah. And then there are seniors that take incontinence medications. That's right. That help them with their bladder. Right. All these medications, what they do is they dry them up. So being on this medication actually impairs their body's ability to cool itself because these medications help dry them. Mm. And so it, it's actually like they're more at risk. Mm. And then the other medications that can dehydrate you are, of course, I think you can guess, it's uh, diuretics. Mm -hmm. Because, you, you know, you take if you're taking hydrochlorothiazide or something like that, furosemide, and I guarantee you about 50% of our seniors take that. Mm. you're basically flushing out fluids, right? Because it's trying to do its job. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you need to retain some of that fluid, right? So you need mm. to increase your fluid intake. Antidepressants are another class of drugs that can, you know, sort of also, you know, um, prevent you from your body's ability to adapt to the hot temperatures. Mm. So people that are on, have heart disease, people that have high blood pressure, people that have any mental health, because antipsychotic medications and stimulants can also uh, increase your body temperature. I think they have to be mindful. And then, of course, there's the people that are on digoxin, warfarin, those types of things. Now, so we have to be very careful. So that's why people that are on many medications, they're actually more vulnerable. And especially our seniors, because a lot of our seniors are on heart medication and diuretics. So now, should they stop taking the medication or should they start drinking more water? They should start drinking more water. And before the onset of, like, we know now that we're going to be, this is going to happen, mm. you know, until the menopause of the sun finishes. Yes, that's right. So, <laughs> so we have to make sure that we always talk to our doctor. Mm. and say, you know, they had a hard time. Mm. Uh, and if they live alone, they need to make sure that we check in on them, like they talk to their family and friends every day. And if the, taking the drugs makes them more sensitive uh, to the heat, mm. and then need to let us know, like to the family member, the doctor, that they're not feeling well. Mm. 
but they should not stop taking the medications. Now, um, when when we're talking about this kind of heat, which is uh, for the next couple of weeks, it's going to go down and then come up again, and then August will be probably a month where we will have some rain maybe and maybe more heat. But we're not going to go through the heat dome we did go through a couple of years ago, uh, a year and a half ago. So even this kind of heat is sometimes too much for people who have poor health. Um, Absolutely, yes. And uh, so uh, everybody can't go to uh, to maybe a cooler place or stay in a pools or, or something like that. But are there other things that people can do apart from drinking water? Because I don't think that's appealing many people. So like if people are, um, let's say people are able, okay? Mm. So, you know, Vancouver has a list of cooling centers, right? At community centers. Yes. Where they can go if they don't have specially like access to, you know, AC, etc. Yes. Vancouver Public Library has cooling centers. Right. And then, you know, there's always this uh, spray parks, etc. Yes. But, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's available. And for the younger people, I think they should Google this on the Vancouver.ca website mm. and see what, um, you know, what's available to them so that they don't have to sort of be exposed to extreme heat. But I know it's still going to be difficult for our seniors, regardless of what's available. So, apart so from we the- always have to mm. look after them. We have to make sure that our neighbors who are seniors, we check in on them. Yeah. Uh, apart from the seniors, I, I think sometimes people um, neglect their pets and their young kids too. They think, you know, they're going to be all right. But little kids are just like seniors. They need... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because actually, never leave children, uh, dependent adults or pets alone in a parked car. Temperatures usually in a car go up to 52 degrees within yeah. 20 minutes inside yeah. the vehicle, right? That's right. And so you need to, if you're going to leave them for like just a couple of minutes, you have to leave the car doors open. And I don't even recommend it. Yes. But like if you're going to do, if you really desperately have to do that, even for a few minutes, you need to make sure that you have, you know, brought down the window. That's right. The windows are down and the doors are open so that if if you are not able to come back, that somebody can look after them. Nafisa, yeah. one more thing, uh, and and I think our community is, आजकल you know बच्चे चाहते हैं कि उनके घर में pets हों, so mamba भी लेके आते हैं pets को. लेकिन pets की देखभाल करना भी, I mean human से भी ज़्यादा कभी-कभी हो जाती है, isn't it? It's true. Hmm. It's true. The, they are so vulnerable. Hmm. You know, we've seen last uh, last year, so many pets died in the car or people broke the 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 vehicle, the windshield, mm. or the the window, just to get the pets out because mm. it was so hot, and people just went grocery shopping for half an hour and an hour, yeah, not realizing that that pet could die in ten minutes. Yeah, that's right, in less than right? ten minutes. So we yeah. have to be mindful. It's not just our seniors; it's the people that live alone. It's people that have comorbidities, people that have mental health illnesses, people that are not so mobile. Women that are pregnant and people that work in hot environments and are young, young infants and young children. Talking to Nafisa Merrily and we are talking about the heat that we are currently um, facing and feeling. Nafisa, let's take a very short commercial break, come back and talk about 
who can now come to a pharmacist and get their prescription filled up what kinds of prescriptions are you allowed to write and are you able to go and check somebody's you know like doctor ke paas ja ke aap wo apna stethoscope nikal ke check ke aap breathing acche kar sakte hain ki nahi i'll ask you all those questions okay okay sushma ji all right we'll be right back after this short commercial break स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रूम जिम सुन रहे हैं आपका अब सबका प्रोग्राम है नफीजा मेरे लिए आज हमारे साथ हैं यूजली चीज विद अस ऑन द फर्स्ट ट्यूसडे ऑफ द मंथ बट टुडे इज अ स्पेशल डे इट्स इमामत डे एंड वी थॉट विल ब्रिंग नफीजा इनटू द प्रोग्राम एंड विल टॉक अबाउट द हीट और एक ये भी तो बात है कि आजकल डॉक्टर्स के साथ साथ फार्मासिस्ट भी प्रिस्क्रिप्शन लिख सकते हैं ओके लेट्स टॉक अबाउट दैट व्हाट गाइस व्हाट कैन यू गाइस डू इट इज एक्साइटिंग 21 for 21 minor ailments were able to prescribe medications so for instance let's say you have indigestion and we'll talk about all the 21 so that people are aware for what they can go to the pharmacist for but just as an example like you know before if you had indigestion or heartburn you you wait to see a doctor right right and these days as we know doctors are in short supply mm-hmm. and um so you know people have to wait weeks just for a minor problem mm. so now they can actually go into the pharmacy and ask their pharmacist okay. so what does the pharmacist have to do mm. so we we have a template that we have to follow right and we we have to make sure that we look at your medication list uh we some of the pharmacists have access to lab work for the patient so we know that okay they had a you know last gfr done a last a1c done and we know you know what their condition is because mm. you may not get the same patients right right like sometimes your regular patient will go to a pharmacy that's close to their home when they need this type of care mm-hmm. so just to give you an idea what the 21 areas yes. i'll just list them and then you can ask me all your questions okay lovely <laughs> so okay so mild acne okay allergies so allergic rhinitis right uh pink eye which is conjunctivitis yes um skin rash mm-hmm. menstrual pain mm-hmm. indigestion mm. or an upset stomach mm. heartburn acid reflux mm. fungal infection mm. headache hemorrhoids mm. cold sores mm. impetigo which is little rashes on your body mm. um when people get oral uh, mouth sores canker mm. sores yes oral fungal infections so thrush mm. and when you have pain like sore joint muscle when you put out your back that kind of thing mm. people want a uh, nicotine dependence mm-hmm. shingles and wow. we'll talk about shingles because it's important thread worms or pin worms mm. if you have a uti mm. an uncomplicated urinary tract infection mm. if you have any itching including from bug bites mm. and last uh, vaginal candidiasis so an yeast infection 
Wow. So th- that is the list for which we can actually uh, assess you mm. and be able to give you a prescription. Okay, so would you, would the, now this is a silly question, but would the, pharmac- <laughs> okay. would the pharmacist have to have a special room where they can see uh, the person before they write a prescription for them? So they don't have to have a special room, but there has to be a space that is private, mm. right? So within the pharmacy, you know, I think a lot of pharmacies are working to create barriers. Yes. So that you can have a conversation because you really don't want to discuss your hemorrhoids, right? Yes. With other patients listening. That's right. And so those are some of the things that pharmacies, because this came as a surprise, they're working on it, but it was announced June 1st. Mm. And we're still kind of, trying to put our systems into place and there was a man there's some uh, mandatory courses that a pharmacist has to take uh-huh. and we also have access to some free additional optional courses to increase our knowledge okay and do right? you think because do you think all the pharmacists are going to do that um absolutely i mean like i'll give you an example for my pharmacy i asked my staff um to actually complete these courses, right? I paid them for their time, right? Because you know they're going to do it in in their spare time, and yes. I paid them for those hours because for me mm. personally, I think it's really important that if we're going to provide this service, that we're informed mm. and that we know that we're doing the right thing. Now we have been provided lots of templates and guidelines and all those things, algorithms on what to prescribe. Mm-hmm. But we still have to be, if we're not comfortable, we should not prescribe. Uh, and that's one of the things with this minor element prescribing. And they, in short, they call it MAC. Right. Um, so if a pharmacist can see you, yes. but if they feel that, okay, your problem is a bit more complicated because, you know, they may ask you a few questions and you might be on other drugs, uh-huh. then they can actually say, you know what, I'm not comfortable. I'm just going to refer you to your family physician. Okay, so it is up to a pharmacist to be able to say that to a patient if they think Absolutely. that they can. Absolutely, and yeah, okay. you know, and I, 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 that's something that I'm going to say, and I believe this, mm. is people should not be upset if mm. a pharmacist assesses you and they're not comfortable prescribing mm. because they are looking at your history and if they feel that your lab work or whatever they're looking at, mm. there could be a possible, um, you know, contraindication. Right. Then they're going to say, okay, you know, it's better if you see the doctor. Right. Because right. they may need to do more lab tests, right? Because we don't have the authority to um, ask for lab tests there. Okay. I mean, that day will come as well, Sushmanji. Right. I think so. I think there's yeah. a possibility. So, because that's, that is the next level if you, as a pharmacist, cannot figure out what's going on, you will have to help the doctor understand what's what is really going on with this particular patient. That's right. So I think that's one thing. Second thing is a pharmacist may prescribe the medication, but they may ask you to follow up, and they will send a follow-up note to your physician saying, I saw Sushma Dutt, mm. and I gave her this medication, mm. but I think it's important that she comes and sees you in the next three weeks. I see. Now, um, for um, pharmacists have got the permission anyway from 
long time that they can refill um, prescriptions that the doctors have given. Um, That's right. Uh, and there is uh, an expiry date on them. Maybe the doctor says for three months, keep giving them the uh, refilling the medication. Or in some cases, um, patients who have epilepsy or heart issues, they are on a on a continuous refill, right? Yeah. So Sushmaji is so smart. So now that yes. that's some of the other smaller changes. Yes. We now can renew a prescription for up to two years. Oh, up to Before two years. Before used to be one year. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. So that's another change mm. that has happened. We can also provide injections like B12. You know, most people had to go to their doctor and wait yes. to get their regular B12 injections. But now a pharmacist can actually provide it. That is just amazing. So that's right. that saves um, many people a huge waiting and also being, you know, not being able to get it done properly. So that's right. So I think it's going to help a lot of uh, people, um, especially the people that needed to see a doctor almost every week to get a, an injection or something very minor. Um, they can now just go to the pharmacy, walk in, and be able to get that service within you know minutes. Now, uh, would you suggest that people go to their regular pharmacies because those pharmacies have your uh, full data and your history? Or can you just walk in into any pharmacy and get whatever you want? So I I, I have an opinion on this, but um, I, I personally feel that uh, you need to go to, it's best to go to your regular pharmacist. Yes. Because they know you hmm. um, and they know your history. And usually you usually fall, fall like, you know, form a bond hmm. with your patients, right? Hmm. So we generally tend to know a little bit more about them, their family history, that type of thing. Hmm. But having said that, Swishmaji, if it's an emergency, in BC we have Pharmanet, right? That's right. So even though if you don't buy medications from me, hmm. I still have access to all your information and your medication. Okay. Right? Um, so I recommend that first, you know, the most, the best place is your own pharmacist. Right. But if you're not able to get your own pharmacist, then any pharmacist in BC can help you because BC has the computerized system that keeps a record of every prescription filled anywhere in BC. Wow. Wow. That's making a lot of stuff quite easy for everyone. That's right, yeah. I do have other questions as well, Nafisa, but it's coming up to our uh, time to take a short commercial break. So shall we just do that? And then I have some sundry questions to ask you. All right. Okay, Sushmaji. Do you like that word, sundry questions? Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm waiting and wondering what those will be. (laughs) You will only find out when I ask you. Okay. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Spice Radio or Radio Room Jimson Ram Kapshap Kap program hai. Nafisa Merali Hamare Sathe. And I promised I'll ask some sundry questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you always do, Sushmaji. <laughs> Here are my sundry questions. You're a smart lady. <laughs> Here are my sundry questions. Lately, okay. I've been hearing a lot of people getting shingles. Is shingles something that um, is. Uh, what, what what should one do when one has shingles? How, and how, okay, so, how, how do you find out? So, you know, shingles is, you know, people, we recommend that people take the vaccine, right? Okay, yeah. The shingles vaccine, and it's a 
two set of theories. Mm. But let's say, despite the vaccine, mm. you end up with shingles. Mm. Uh, shingles are really painful, red, swelling and rashes, and they're usually filled with uh, fluid. Yes. If they're not treated within 72 hours, mm. um, it can be very painful. And you can end up with nerve pain. Mm. And sometimes the nerve pain can be pretty permanent. Mm. In some cases, I have patients that suffer for years. Oh, my God. So, yeah. No, it's it sounds like, okay, shingles, whatever. And so that, to me, Sushmaji, brings us back to our minor prescribing. Yes. Because shingles is on the list. And I'm so happy that they put it on the list because if you get shingles, let's say on a Friday. Right. You start getting this rash. And... You cannot see a doctor till Tuesday. Right. Well, it's too late for you to start antiviral medication. Right. But now you can actually go into a pharmacy and get treated for your shingles, like get antivirals, mm. because you have to start the antivirals within 72 hours. Oh, I see. So, yeah. so, so shingles is included in this list. That's right. So if someone were to get shingles, or, type, you know, shingles for most people is a painful, itchy rash mm. that develops on one side of the face or body. Mm. And the rash is usually consists of blisters, like with, you know, pani in it. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and it can be very painful for some people. Right. And um, just so you know, shingles is contagious when uh, they've got the fluid. Right. So if, if people need to wash their hands often to... To prevent the spread of shingles. Now, um, but once the crust comes, then it's no longer contagious. Now, when you have shingles, uh, who are susceptible to shingles? People who've had chicken pox, um, or or people who haven't had chicken pox. Both are actually, believe it or not, really? both groups are. Yes. Wow. But yeah, but you know the thing with shingles is you know. Um, Stress weakens the immune system, which allows the virus to reactivate. Mm. So that a weakened immune system is what allows the virus to reactivate. Mm -hmm. so, and um, I think now you can come to us. You can go to your pharmacist and, you know, get treatment so that at least, you know, you get some relief. That is a very good point. Point number yeah. two, what about contraception, uh, pills, etc.? Do you still have okay. to go and see a doctor for that? No, actually, there's two big things that have happened. Mm -hmm. One is that BC is one of the provinces that made birth control free. And this includes not only the pills, but certain IUDs. Oh, IUDs as well. Yeah, so... Um, they've become, like, they're covered by the government now. So people that struggle... You know, in the past, I think what happened is people could not afford, like, if you have to put food on the table and you have to pay for your IUD, which is $200, mm. you know, I think people used to skip that. Right. And then we, we look at that younger, you know, high school, post-secondary uh, group of people, and, you know, they they don't want to spend the money on birth control pills. Mm -hmm. um, and... You know, if they're going to be sexually active, then we need to make sure that they're protected. Right. So now the, the birth control pills are free, so that's one. Two, they can actually go into a pharmacy. And okay. the pharmacist can help you. Okay. 
So when birth control pills are free for women, what about condoms for men? That's we haven't gone there yet, but okay. I, there are some organizations that do give out free condoms. Okay, I see. But not from a pharmacy; you cannot get free condoms. No, so you have to pay for those. Yeah. So Nafisa, apart from all this, we've covered the heat. We've covered, um, you know, the pharmacy. What you guys can help people with or not. Um, right after this heat wave is over and done with, we're going to go into fall, and then we're going to go yeah. into our uh, flu season. So, how can yeah. one get prepared for all that in advance? So I think we all should be thinking. Um, so for now, even if we, let's say we talk about COVID, mm. COVID nineteen vaccines, people got invitation, but it's really gone down. People don't want to get a vaccine, but we we actually don't know. There's rumors that uh, we're going to get a flu shot with a COVID mm. in in the fall. But there are other vaccines that people should really consider uh, in the fall. Mm. Things like the pneumococcal, the Prevnar. I mean, we don't know what this winter is going to look like. You know, before we say we're going to get a double double sort of epidemic, like with the RSV, the COVID, and all these other things. But there are vaccines that I think people should bring themselves up to date with. Mm. And that's something that they can talk to their pharmacists from now. So that in September, you know, they've figured out which vaccines they need to take. That's a very good point. Very good point, especially for people who are who do take um, uh, flu shots, et cetera. And, uh, exactly. Just, and know. like, you know, especially if with the pneumonia vaccine, for instance, mm. they have to be spaced apart. So right. if you go to your pharmacist, at least they can tell you, okay, this is when you need to take this one, and this is when you take your second one. So it's really important that people plan. Mm. Nafisa, in today's program, we talked about a lot of different things and I want to take this opportunity and thank you very much for taking time on such an auspicious day to talk about so many different things. Uh, I wish you once again a happy Imamath Day and, um, you know, wish that the entire world has a safe and, um, safe and happy summertime. Absolutely, Sushmaji. I wish the same for everybody in our community and everybody you know, every single person out there. Um, our imam has taught us something and, you know, today is, is a good day for us. So I hope and pray for everybody across the world. And thank you, Sushmaji. And Nafisa, um, if I have forgotten to ask you about anything else that you wanted to talk about, you have about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that we're always available and you can always call me if you have any further questions at 604 867-1000. You can visit our stores and we'll be happy to help you. Uh, if you have any questions about the minor element or anything else, just reach out to us. And and we shouldn't forget that uh, the Fraser Street branch is doing really great uh, business. That's right. Yeah. And we have some great pharmacists there. So, you know, if anybody needs any help, questions, you don't even have to buy from us. Yes. Just come and visit us. Come we'll visit. show you. Lovely. Yeah. Thank you so very much. With that, we come to the end of our show. We all the things that are in your eyes. Cut. And we will be here again. 
uh, tomorrow. But stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio. And your requests Nutan with Radio Rim Jimpe. Nafisa, with you, we'll talk to you next month. Hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the studio. Okay. Thank you. Yes, we will.